a turn where our mantra is sharing releases shame. This week life has taken a turn so I am going to talk about prayer and more specifically spirituality post deconstruction and post religion and what that looks like. Let's get into it. This week I am on my own. I was actually going to record this episode later but because of some things that have happened lately it's been on my mind. I have a good friend of mine. He is currently in the hospital due to complications with COVID and isn't doing too well. He's in the ICU. He's been in there a couple weeks. If you're if you grew up in a Christian environment, you know when something happens, people ask you to pray. So, I've been asked to keep this good friend of mine in my prayers. And as some of you might know because I've mentioned it before, I don't pray anymore. I don't pray on a regular basis, at least not in the traditional sense that I have been taught to pray my entire life. And I just don't know what it looks like right now for me. When I was an active Christian, I would take these prayer requests seriously. If I didn't plan on praying for someone, I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say, oh, you know, I'll pray for you. Um, But if I did say it, I I would do it. I felt obligated, like I was being dishonest if I didn't pray for them. So when my great aunt passed away last year, there was a lot of prayer requests on Facebook and things like that. And I just felt so unsure of what I could do. I am not. I knew I wasn't going to pray. What I ended up doing and what I ended up feeling comfortable with was sending energy, positive energy to that person, sending healing energy to that person. I visualize them feeling better. I visualize sending them, you know, my positive mojo, I guess. You know, and maybe this sounds sad. I don't know, but it's just where I'm at right now. I've just lost my faith in prayer and how much that it actually works. When I hear myself saying it, I think, oh, you know, Especially religious people are going to think that sounds sad. After researching this topic and finding some uh, resources and alternative ways to look at spirituality and prayer, I am more hopeful of what prayer and that practice might look like for me in the future. It's a complicated journey, to be honest. And if you're in the same situation as me or something similar, you understand. You get it. You have to reconstruct your whole ideas um, about spirituality and how you fit and maybe what your relationship looks like with a higher being. So, I mean, I try not to look at it as daunting and just see it as um, progress. (laughs) So my journey right now is transitioning from being religious to being spiritual and what that looks like without religion. Because I still feel this pressure that if someone asks for something like prayers or help or or anything, I feel obligated. And that's something that I continue to work on, setting boundaries and, and um, not feeling obligated to, to do something that I don't want to do. It's nice to feel like it's one less thing that I am not failing at, <laughs> you know, that pressure of having to have family prayers and personal prayers and prayers for meals and prayers before 
you know, all of the things. So, I mean, let's be honest. In general, prayers, daily prayers, they don't get answered. Not in the way that is tangible, usually. I know there are miracles and there are things and people have experienced those things. Um, but uh, in general, throughout your life, it, it's not like you kneel down and pray and say, oh, I hope I get this job and then you get it. At least that hasn't been my experience. But if that has been your experience or you know someone like that, let me know. But in my experience, you pray and then you hope for the best and you, you assume that God's going to do whatever he wants to do, which always, like when I started deconstructing, really made me wonder, like, okay, so if God already is going to do what he's going to do, what is the point of me praying? The thing that I had convinced myself of when I was deep in the church was that prayer wasn't about God. It wasn't because God wanted to hear from me necessarily. It was about me uh, you know, making that habit, kneeling down, pouring my heart out. It, I guess it was a way of meditating, but that's kind of what I told myself um, in order to make it mean something, even though over time it, it felt like it really didn't mean anything. Now, I will say there were times where I was, you know, depressed or just feeling really hopeless and I would kneel down and pray and pour my heart out like they tell you to. And I felt better after. It always felt like it was the act of getting those emotions out and pretending like somebody was listening that that made me feel better in the end. One thing that was always difficult for me was when your prayers weren't answered, which for me was a lot of the time. I felt like God was so silent when I would pour my heart out. It was maybe once maybe twice in my life, that I felt like my prayers were answered in a way that I expected or wanted them to be. I had one, uh, I had an experience where I was having a really hard time with my ex when I was married and um, we had a, a bad argument and I felt so alone and I felt so hopeless and defeated and I went into my closet and prayed and I just needed some help. And when I finished praying and, you know, you've heard these, these stories in sacrament meeting or church, my phone rings and it's my, it's one of my best friends. And she was just calling to see how I was doing. And I felt like, oh, that was an answer to my prayers. You know, that I remember that specifically. I'm not going to completely disregard prayer, but the fact that that happened once out of I can countless times that I've prayed with that intensity and that desire and this one time it happens you know it it, it doesn't seem like they're the two things are related when our prayers aren't answered we're taught at least in the Mormon church and maybe outside the Mormon church that we need to make sure that our desires are aligned with God's, you know, and in his timing. So if our prayers aren't answered, then we just have to be patient or maybe it wasn't meant to be or maybe has maybe God has a different timeline. And and I go back to the same thing. Well, then what what is the even the point of praying? So one thing as I was researching, I read about was petitionary prayers. So like asking God to heal this person or change this person's heart or you know, something that's outside of your, your power, your own personal power. My question is, does that 
constitute a good prayer? Should we be practicing prayer that way? These petitionary prayers. Um, because God has a plan. It, you know, if there's a God, he has a plan. And petitionary prayers don't necessarily do anything. And thinking of petitionary prayers in regard to my friend who's currently in the hospital, it makes it difficult to think that so many people are praying for him and for his full recovery and a miracle, basically. Yet that that may not happen. It almost makes me feel just a little bit more jaded about the whole idea of prayer. What do we do now that our beliefs in prayer or spirituality have shifted and changed? And honestly, I'm at a place where I'm enjoying not having that pressure of prayer and that pressure of religion (laughs) and feeling bad because I didn't feel like going to church. I actually thought about going to a different church this last Sunday. One of those churches that has like a cool band and lights and it's fun. I mean, maybe church should be fun. Maybe church should be exciting and get you motivated. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't mind trying one out, but when it came down to it and all of the services started early or before noon, I was like, I just didn't want to get up out of bed and do it and make it happen. And I didn't feel guilty. And it was amazing. It was so amazing. I've learned through counseling that it's important when you are deconstructing and when you're going through, you know, when you are processing trauma, that you allow yourself the room to have whatever emotions you're having, even if you feel like you shouldn't be having them, even if you feel like, um, they're not appropriate or whatever it is that comes to mind that you shame yourself out of feeling certain ways. And one really valuable thing that my counselor taught me was to allow whatever emotions you have to have them. They're not going to be there forever, especially as you're processing. And so it's okay to honor those emotions, let them show up, acknowledge them, and then, you know, they can be on their way. So I have found that as I've been deconstructing, that has been such a valuable piece of advice. I have learned that spirituality is highly individualized because we're all unique individuals. Mormons do believe that the spirit speaks to everybody in a in their own kind of unique way within within a box though, right? Within boundaries, but in, you know, you may hear a voice in your head. I've never heard a voice in my head. You, Some people do, I guess. That's the story. You may have an impression or a feeling or a thought or someone comes to, to mind and, you know, something that a thought you hadn't th- had before. Those things you're told are the spirit and how the spirit speaks to you. And that idea for me has evolved since I've stepped away from the church And I feel like instead of the spirit, that is more of my higher self communicating with me. That part of me, that higher spiritual part of me that maybe isn't necessarily conscious in making my decisions, but the part of me that maybe existed, that has always existed. And that's the part that that gives me these impressions and things. And I feel like that is easier to wrap my mind around. It can be difficult to look at prayer another way once you leave religion. Um, 
and it's definitely a process. I've been reluctant for sure to go back to any sort of prayer or meditation practice because spirituality is so highly individualized. You have to find something that works for you. There's no right or wrong answer. And I think that that is what I've come to realize and learn is that it is about each of us individually. Growing up Mormon, there is only one right way. There is only one church. There is only one way to live. And it's straight and narrow is the path. And I just, I don't agree with that anymore. It's so damaging. So as I was doing research, I found an example of a non-religious prayer. It was on joincake.com. And it says, we receive this food in gratitude to all beings who have helped to bring it to our table and vow to respond in turn to those in need with wisdom and compassion. They had a couple other ones, but this one was my favorite because the view it takes is helping others, but within your realm of ability and it's simple. It's just simple. You know, respond to the needs of others with wisdom and compassion. It's not this huge lofty goal. Everybody can do that. So I really liked that prayer. Also, I found a quote on mindbodygreen.com. It says, when viewed outside of a religious context, spirituality connects us with a dimension of life that is greater than ourselves. It's a daily exercise in finding faith, one in which we are both teachers and students, givers and receivers that allows us to live from a place of greater compassion for ourselves and others. And I just love that idea and that reminder of having compassion for ourselves, grace for ourselves and for others. So my question then is, okay, well, should I keep praying? And and if I do, well, does it benefit me? What are the benefits? What What's my motivation? But before I get into that, I just want to say, even though uh, it probably goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, prayer should never be used as a substitute for seeking medical attention. All right. So in the spirit of fairness and balance, because I'm a Libra, I will note that prayer can be beneficial and it can improve people's moods. It's kind of like meditation. In psychologicalscience.org in a May 2020 article titled The Science of Prayer, it says many people are looking to a higher power for comfort these days. In March, the number of Google searches for prayer skyrocketed, according to a not yet published analysis of search results for 95 countries by an economist at the University of Copenhagen. A Pew Research Center survey in March also found that more than half of Americans had prayed to end the spread of coronavirus. I know the Mormon prophet encouraged everybody to have a day of fasting and prayer. Two years later, we're still, we're still fighting this damn disease. So is it, and we haven't had another day of fasting and prayer since. Is it because they know it's not going to work and it kind of looks like pointless? I don't know. So in a, in an article on healthline.com titled Prayer and Health Outcomes, it says, and one study suggests that prayer may make things worse. This study, published in 2006 in the American Heart Journal, found that people who knew that someone else was praying for their recovery from heart surgery had higher rates of complications than people who weren't being prayed for. Another study showed that praying for someone else benefited the person that was praying more than the person they were praying for. And to me, that kind of makes sense because you go back to 
you know, it's kind of a meditation period. It's kind of a period where you are um, expressing emotions or being vulnerable, you know, um, getting something out of it emotionally. So to me, that kind of makes sense. Um, I'm not sure about why people who were being prayed for didn't do as well. Maybe they felt like they didn't have to fight as hard because the prayer warriors were doing it for them. I don't know. Um, One explanation given for why prayer is more beneficial than simply meditating is the idea that you're not alone, that somebody is helping you carry the burdens. Prayer meditation is usually only beneficial to people who are open to it. It's not going to do you any good if you don't have a desire or a belief in it. In a 2020 article called The Benefits of Mindfulness, Prayer, and Meditation, and this is found on cptsdfoundation.org, it says, according to the American Psychological Organization, there are many benefits to practicing mindfulness, prayer, and meditation. So to give you a quick rundown of the difference between these three, mindfulness is just, it's a mental state where you're in the present moment, right? And you're accepting your feelings, whatever bodily sensations you're having, and your thoughts. Prayer, we all know, is your communication with a higher power. It includes, you know, things like being thankful or asking for things, confessions, um, praising this higher power, um, and, and acknowledging that, that there's something or someone of significance that's higher than you. Uh, meditation, it's a technique for allowing the mind to rest. And you kind of focus on making sure that your mind is clear and relaxed and you're kind of focused inward. So those are the three things that you can do. They all have similar benefits depending on what you personally find beneficial. And here is a list. Better sleep, Calmer emotions, increased ability to focus, increased memory, greater self-awareness, increased resiliency, enhanced ability to safely experience feelings, and reduced stress levels. So it sounds like if you believe in prayer or meditation, if you find that these things are valuable, then it can have a positive effect on you. How can we pray? What does this look like? Does it have to look like I'm getting down on my knees and, you know, and I, or I'm going into a private closet? No, it doesn't. When it comes to spirituality, I think one of the most important things is to stick with with what works for you and stick with what you know works for you. I know that when I'm outside, and this is an always the case it's not a sometimes I feel good when I go for a walk outside and other times it's the last thing I want to do and it feels more of like a chore but I know that I like being outside um when I want to reconnect with I don't know nature or a higher power and especially being at the beach that is like my quiet happy place (laughs) um meditating, yoga, I've found value in that at times. And I don't know if it's just me. It can't be just me. But the same thing doesn't always work for me. It work, Different things work for me at different times 
in my life or in the moon cycle, or I don't even know (laughs) what it is, but things will shift and change. And when I feel like I really am into yoga and it really helps me and I feel its benefits and then it just stops and then I'm not into that anymore and I'm going for walks outside instead. And that's just my life. It's a little frustrating, but it also like, I know that's how I am. So I just kind of flow with it and I don't beat myself up over it because <laughs> it happens a lot. Sometimes I'll get totally into painting or I'll get totally into writing or or whatever it is and I just flow with it. Maybe it does have to do with the moon. I don't know. Anyway, so stick with what works for you and it may not always be the same thing that works for you. Maybe it's a book that you're reading or an inspirational quote that you found on Instagram, but if it works, go with it. The understanding I've come to is that prayer, meditation, mindfulness, it's its all about our mental health. And we all need to find things that serve us in our own best interests, especially when it comes to our mental health. It's highly individualized. And it helped me to ask myself what my motivation was for, for doing it, for doing anything, but specifically anything spiritual, because there was so much obligation behind it in my past. So what's your motivation? Is it bringing you peace? Is it bringing you happiness? Be mindful that prayer shouldn't be a substitute for making meaningful change or or taking action, but it can be a part of practicing good mental health. And I think especially today in 2022 with everything that's been going on, oh gosh, in the last two years, but even longer, it's so important for us to keep our mental health in mind. But thanks for hanging out with me today and my musings because it's a journey and if you're on your own spiritual journey you know like it's a process and it's gonna it's gonna continue to happen things are gonna come up and you're gonna think about stuff that maybe you hadn't yet while you've been on your journey because you haven't had the opportunity i'm certainly not an expert in any of this i do find that it helps me to get a little clearer every time i talk about it so hopefully there's something valuable in here for you Check us out on Instagram at rrouting2021 and send us an email if you feel the urge at rrouting2021 at gmail.com. All right. Bye.